I could see myself in them. So all the mistakes that I made in first year, you know, like putting the wrong food into my body, not being disciplined with how I spent my time, partying too much, um, not studying when I should have been, you know, not, not being disciplined with the things that were going to take me from being mediocre to being great. I could see all of them. I could see myself in all of them. So here's the big question. Have you ever been so financially frustrated from years of poor financial decisions only to wonder why didn't they teach me in school anything about how to manage money? I've spent the last 20 years learning the secrets to how money really works and how to use it to get financially free on a goal to retire early. I've realized how much of an impact we could have on the world by teaching financial literacy, entrepreneurship, and a successful mindset. Join me as I interview some of the world's most successful business owners, coaches, and parents to get them to share their secrets on how you can not only learn, but teach these lessons to your kids to become financially free and impact your children's financial trajectory so they can avoid the frustration and go on to do great things. I'm Cody Laughlin, and this is the Money Talkers Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Money Talkers, the number one podcast to help parents um, explain financial literacy with their kids. I am super excited right now. I've got Michael Kappa with me here today. Michael is an aspiring serial entrepreneur and thought leader from Toronto, Ontario. He currently owns Altona uh, Painting, a residential painting service in the Toronto area. He's also the co-host of an awesome, awesome podcast called A Millennial's Journey, and he's working toward investment properties. His true passion, though, is playing rock music and will one day see his band's name, Loudfoot, up in the big lights, right? Michael uh, always wants to live a really cool life. He lives on his own terms. He has really strong interpersonal relationships, travels the world, and leaves things in a better state than he found them. But his main purpose is to educate and inspire, whereby he coaches young employees the ins and outs of painting and running businesses. But he also coaches millennials to become wealthier in their intellect and personal finances through his podcast. Michael, thanks for being here, man. Cody, it's an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me on the show, brother. I am so excited because um, one of the things that I, I, I want uh that most impressed me when i talked to you was how far you dove into personal finance at such a young age you know you've got your hands in a lot of different uh a lot of different uh areas and if you don't mind if you could give a quick subset of like your background where you're at now and uh and and then um a little bit of your background on how you got to where you are yeah, so real quick, my story began when I was 13 years old. I had a paper route here in Pickering, Ontario, which is just east of Toronto. And I did that for five years from grade eight to grade 12. And it was through this paper route that I, I really became an entrepreneur, if you will. So I had to deliver the paper three times a week to 65 houses. And I had to build relationships with my customers. I had to collect the $6 fee per house every three weeks. And I had to deliver rain or shine, uh, snow or sun, because I live in Canada. So, was, you know, if it was really cold or really hot, it didn't matter. I had to deliver the paper. So this endeavor really taught me the value of 
of earning my money and the value of like building strong relationships with people. So it's curious I, just because that kind of hopped out at me. You have an accounts receivable as an eight, as an eighth grader. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that must've been fun. That's a real education right there. No, it was great, man. It was through this paper. Like I could afford <laughs> boxing. I, I my drum set. I just showed you on the video here. Uh, that's like, I, I bought that with my paper money. I've had that since I was 16 years old. Um, it's, it's, it's provided so much opportunity for me, Cody. So one of the things when we first talked that, uh, really sparked my interest was your, um, your experience as I think what we call as, as a, as a resident advisor. Um, but it's, it's a different term there, uh, where you went to school, um, which is basically where you have, you're in college, you're kind of in charge of a dorm, you have incoming freshmen and you kind of help acclimate them to the world. And so you got a really interesting perspective of the challenges that face kids coming out of high school. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't personally classify college as the real world yet, mm -hmm. but that kind of break from like, everything's kind of uh, normal to you in high school and taken care of. And you know, you don't understand like what's going on. And yeah. all of a sudden you get into college and it's like, Whoa, you really, really don't, you, you get a smack in the face of like, Wait, I got to manage some sort of finances here. Like you get your first, you know, toe into the water. Yeah. So I would classify college or university, the experience as being like kind of the in-between or, or the purgatory, if you will, between <laughs> uh, childhood and adulthood. Right. So like you said, you're getting a taste of uh, responsibility. And like, if you're paying rent, if you're living away from school, if you're paying for utilities, paying for your groceries, like you get a taste of that, but it's not like you're living on your own. You have to pay the mortgage. You have to pay the property tax. It's not the full blown you living on your own, but it's like that in between state. So the, the thing that piqued my interest was I was a residence fellow at Carleton university in, in Ottawa. And I did this in my fourth year. So the reason I wanted to do it in my fourth year is because I felt like at this time I would, I would have the most insight to give back and provide to students. And I didn't just want to do the job because it was free room and board and free meal plan. Although those were nice perks, I actually wanted to do it for the right reasons of giving back to students. And, and when I was in fourth year and all my students that were coming in were, they were majority first year students, I could see myself in them. So all the mistakes that I made in first year, you know, like putting the wrong food into my body, not being disciplined with how I spent my time, partying too much, um, not studying when I should have been, you know, not, not being disciplined with the things that were going to take me from being mediocre to being great. I could see all of them. Or I could see myself in all of them. So that's why when I was a residence fellow, I always did my best to help coach them like through our conversations of you know if they said something that of the time like I was a, of that mindset when I was 17 or 18 years old then I would kind of use my 21 year old knowledge at the time and say well actually and then tr try and help coach them in the right direction well that's one of the things that uh you know I really want people listening to money talkers to understand is like th that was a, a a perfect example of just being one step ahead right like you don't need a massive financial understanding to change the trajectory of 
someone that you know doesn't have exposure to financial literacy, right? So mm-hmm. you're 21, educating a 17 year old, and uh, and how old are you now? I'm 23 now. Okay, so in the two years from going from 21 to 23, 23 year old Michael could probably educate 21 year old Michael on a totally different thing, but uh, from 17, you know, 21 to 17, like there's just you just have to do baby steps. Yes. Right. And there's, but they have massive impacts. If you can change those little, you know, the, the little steps along the way. And so I want people to be confident, not thinking that they, they have to have a wealth of knowledge, but just be ahead of the person that you're helping out. Yeah. The main principle that you want to adopt in your mindset is just having a zest for learning and also adopting the mindset of being like you win or you learn. So you either win in the scenario or you learn from the scenario. You know what mistakes to not make next time. It's not, you know, obviously sometimes things will take a blow to your ego and your self-esteem and feel your feelings for, you know, the half hour, hour, even day depends on what it is that impacted you. But after you feel your feelings, you know, pull your socks up and, and it's time to move on and, and, when you learn from the mistakes and you know what not to do next time and you actually do know what successful steps to take next time, it, like you said, it's just these small consistent actions that eventually lead to a massive impact of you um, creating change in your life. Yeah. And I, I would say that the opposite of that is not ever talking about any of it is also going to create a massive impact in your life, right? Like, cause they're going to interact with, personal finance and money Mm -hmm. regardless of whether you teach them or not. Mm -hmm. Right. So (laughs) do you want them to go out with, you know, a better, you know, a better chance that they won't, (laughs) they won't mess up as much Yeah, because we're all going to mess up. Right. And that's how it just works. The system, that's how money works. That's how finances work. Like you're, you're going to have setbacks and it's like two things. One, you want to learn to train to get back up and two, you got to, uh, you, you, you make better decisions being armed with information than you do with zero information. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and you want, and hopefully you want that information coming from someone that's either a had the experiences or B spent a very little amount of time getting, seeking that information and education out to bring it to you. So almost like a curator of information, which is, you know, kind of what, uh, kind of what we're doing here, you know, we're bringing down bite-sized nuggets of like from successful people like yourself and people who have been on, have, have taken that conscious step mm-hmm. and then relating it to what, how they can talk to their kids about it or how they can apply it in their own life as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think at this point it'd be beneficial for us to kind of like delve into some of the tips we can give to college and university students or even parents to pass on to their kids that yeah, they absolutely. can walk away from this interview from. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's, um, let's hop in, man. What have, what have you brought for us today? Sure, man. Let's, let's get right into it. So in terms of personal finance tips for students going to college, or if you're already at college, or, or this is for parents as well to pass on to your kids. The first thing that you want to do is start learning the language of money. You have to, but even when you do that, you need to start with why learning the language of money is important. I'd argue that learning the language of money is vital and should be one of your top priorities because money is energy, potential, and opportunity. And just think about it this way. 
Your finances are going to transmute their energy into other areas of your life. This isn't mm -hmm. woo-woo. These are facts because if you're feeling stressed about your finances, you're going to be more hostile and short-tempered with others around you. You're, you may stress eat and you may cope with it through drugs and alcohol. I don't know. Everyone's different, but it's going to manifest negatively somehow if you don't take care of it. Or on the flip side, if you're feeling like your finances are on fire and you're the king or queen of the world, you're going to start taking bigger risks and bigger risks and succeeding. And you'll be able to afford trips, clothes, concerts, experiences. And if you make enough money, you'll be able to buy other people's time, which allows you to spend more time with your family to meal prep, to take care of your body, to learn a language or even travel for extended periods of time. The opportunities are endless. So if you want to live your best life, you, you, it first starts with understanding that the money you command facilitates your thoughts uh, in your mind coming into fruition. Now, where does one start learning about the language of money? Very simply and very low cost, if not free, would be YouTube, podcasts, and audiobooks, which are, all, are super great resources. And if you're going to ask for help, make sure you're asking from the right people. Okay, because realize that no one who's ever done anything of major importance did it alone. They ask successful people around them. So ask like your local business leaders, your professors, um, even like Cody and I would be great examples. Like think of people in your life that are like Michael Kapp or Cody Laughlin, who are people that have experience with money in your community or even in your family or friends that you would go to and ask advice from. So the first, that's the first piece, like the first tip is start learning the language of money. And if you don't know where to start, just start because you'll go down the rabbit hole and you'll figure out areas as you go. I'd like to say something about that. So um, one of the other benefits, I think that on that why is that when you have a financial footing that's solid, you also make better, you mentioned about making decisions, right? But you don't make them out of a stressful piece or a necessity piece. You make them out of what's the best decision. You know, you don't take a short-term win sometimes, even though you know it's going to cause long-term problems because you're not, you don't have to do that. You know, and that, that's a big, over my lifetime, like I found that like when I'm able to say, okay, like I'm, I'm able to make the tough decision because I'm in a good, strong position, or sometimes in my life I've had to make decisions that I had to do because I needed, you know, either cash flow or I needed, you know, something like a quickly. And it, I knew like I was going to have ramifications down the road, but I was in the situation where I was like, I'll just deal with that later, you know? And so I think that's an awesome way to look at it. I, I, I think starting with your why is an amazing thing. So I think like if you, if you can identify like what's your, what's your end goal, it's going to have a lot more sticking point to, to, to choosing the, the work it's going to take to, uh, to have that successful financial position. So mm -hmm. I think that's a fantastic um, way to look at that. And I agree with you also that you need to find people um, to emulate because everyone is willing to give you money advice. <laughs> yeah. It's up to you to decide where you take it from. <laughs> That's it. That's it. And as I listen to all these entrepreneurs like Grant Cardone, Damon John, they all unanimously say the same thing. Don't get advice from broke people. Get advice from the people that you want to emulate. 
everyone will give you advice. I promise you. The, the the worth of that advice is up to you to decide what advice you take and where you decide to get that from. <laughs> yeah. So so that's principle number one. Uh, principle number one is start with learning the language of money and to your addition, figure out your why. Yeah. What's what's the emotional driver? Okay. Number two for personal finance steps for for students, invest in yourself. The lowest common denominator in determining your own success is you. Knowledge is power when executed. Remember that last little bit, when executed. So I'd highly encourage you check out books, workshops, conferences, and programs that will help you not just learn knowledge, but also how to execute said knowledge. Knowledge about culture, languages, relationship building, money, health, fitness, mindset, self-mastery, you name it. It's all valuable. Knowledge is never a waste of time. The cool thing about investing in yourself is that not everyone will go beyond college and university and continue learning. The percentage of people that actually consistently do this is smaller than one would think. Um, the, the statistic eludes me at the moment, but I think it's like the, the percentage of Americans that read one book per year is like, it's like 58% or it's like very low. Like a lot, most Americans don't read a book after college or university, let alone read one book per year. Okay. So the fact that you're continuing to educate yourself after college and university already puts you up uh, a couple brackets. So the people that are investing in themselves, which you're aspiring to do, these are the power players of the world. This means that when you continue investing in yourself, you're starting to play with the power players who you can learn a lot from and will actually help facilitate opportunities for you because they'll have a soft spot for you and see their younger selves in you given where you are at your journey. And it's like I said, if you're going to these conferences, you're going to these programs, you're going to these workshops, which actually some of them are free. Do, do your, you have to do your homework here, but some workshops are free that you can attend, like your local business board of trades um, or local chambers of commerce a lot of them do have free workshops go to these because the people that are there like you are are gonna you're gonna make very strong relationships and connections with these people because you're all there for the same reason and to cap this off cody if there's three resources i could start you with or start these students with it would be rich dad poor dad by robert kiyosaki the Cash Flow Quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki and FU Money by Dan Locke. Basically, uh, the gist of these three books is that, like in Rich Dad Poor Dad, he he has these two dads. One's his real dad. One's uh, his like business dad who teaches him like the actual skills it takes to have be a high income earner, as opposed to just constantly educating yourself and never using that knowledge. And then the cash flow quadrant talks about like the different types of way you can make money, like employer, self-employed, business, or investor. And then FU Money by Dan Locke is all about how you can quote, make your FU money. So you can say FU to the world and other people so that you can live on your own terms and do as you please. No, I love that. Um, it's crazy how, uh, what a recurring thing Rich Dad Poor Dad has come up in, in uh, you know, my talks over the years with people that have had a lot of success because of the eye-opening portion of that. And one of the things, um, you know, you talk about adding knowledge, right? Um, I remember at a point where uh, I had a conversation with a manager and he asked me if I was reading books and I said no 
you know, I was 27, I think. And he said, well, why not? And I go, cause they all say the same, like, I'm not reading sales books. Like they all say the same thing, you know? And he was like, you've read a book and never got anything out of it. And I was like, no, I've gotten like, you know, a couple things out of it. And he was like, you think you've gotten 2% better at sales? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, so why don't you read? And I'm like, well, cause I'm the best salesman you have on this team. <laughs> and he was like, he goes, Oh, okay. He goes, so if you got 2% better every book, you read four books a year, you'd be 8% better. And I was like, yeah. And he goes in 10 years or he goes in 12 years, you'd be hundred percent the salesman you are today. Right. And so I was like, well, 96, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, you gotta start reading things. And I was like, it really kind of, when he broke it down in my language, which is a math language, I was like, yeah, it seems pretty smart that I better start expanding my mind. And then I went from sales books to like other things. And I'm really glad I did. Like, I'm really glad he had that conversation with me. Uh, you know, and it's just one of those little small times in your life where you've had kind of a, a life trajectory change on a, on probably a conversation he doesn't even remember, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but, um, I think I, you know, I, I love that idea that you need to continually invest in yourself. And that's almost the rich at Porta had the part about the businessman is what he does is he takes his investments become, they start, they invest in themselves and invest in themselves. And what we're talking about is as young people, if you make that choice to just continually invest in yourself, it exponentially ends up on the other side. It truly does. Like if I, I'll be straight up. Uh, I attended this workshop with Alfonso Quadra. He's a real estate mogul here in Canada. He, uh, when I heard him said this at the time, I wasn't super financially adept. So the number was huge, but now it makes sense to me. He said, and this was in 2018. He said, I spend a hundred thousand dollars a year on myself. And here I am. I'm like, wow, I was at university (laughs) and that was 40 grand for four years, like a hundred grand a year to invest in yourself. But now seeing where he is and the amount of capital that he controls and the, the real estate empire he's built for himself in Canada, it makes complete sense to me that he spends a hundred thousand dollars on himself every year. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's, it's, a, it's very relative, right? But he didn't start spending a hundred thousand dollars on himself. Mm-hmm. So like if you're making a million dollars a year or you know, and you're spending a hundred thousand dollars a year on education is 10% of your income. If you're making $40,000 a year and you spend four, $4,000 a year on your, on yourself and education, like it's relative to get to the next step. Yes. Right. And so the, and, and what's the beauty of what I find right now is that you may have needed to spend that much, but if, if you don't even have an extra dollar right now, there are free educational things. Like I think of like Udemy as a website. It's like mm-hmm. $10 to take financial education courses, you know? Yeah, it's peanuts. Yeah, it's nothing. Like, I mean, what would you, what do you spend $10 on? I guarantee you can find that in the budget, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like don't eat lunch out once the one day a week, like, you know what I mean? And, and change like your whole mindset. And so you don't have to start at a hundred thousand dollar level, but you can yeah. get there if you want to. But if you just get a, if you start at the, a book a month, a book every three months level, you know, or a financial course every month in 10 minutes a day or a podcast, right? Yeah. You know, it's what you feed your brain is what's going to come out of it. If you're feeding your brain, nothing but, uh, you know, nothing but TV series and Netflix and that, like that you're, you're going to get that out. Like you're not going to get success out of that. I couldn't agree more. You know, um, 
man, I think those are some awesome, awesome, uh, awesome tips into that. And I know we have another one, but we're going to do a high impact, uh, interview with Michael here shortly that you guys can listen to and, uh, where we dive into money dials and, uh, and you get to find out what one is and how to turn them and how to, uh, how to, how to actually just take it and go do this right now. So um, we're gonna we're gonna cut off here so that we can uh, finish episode one. We're gonna do two series here with uh, with Michael Kappa. So join us on episode two, uh, where we're gonna dive into um, what Michael's discovered on the successful mindset and some of the things that he's prepared for us and brought in. Uh, you guys are gonna not want to miss this. It's gonna be awesome, man. Thank you so much, Michael. Listen, if they want to find more from you, uh, where's the best place to catch more? Yeah, the best place to catch more would be on my podcast. So the podcast is called A Millennial's Journey. And you can find us on the on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Spotify. And it, for whatever reason, if you can't find us there, go to Instagram and just type in Millennial Journey Podcast. You should be able to find us there. Dude, that's awesome. Guys, go listen to this. It gives you a unique perspective because he's been able to basically uh, – jump the uh jump the hurdles that most of us figure out later in life and uh and, and he's taking a strategic position to do all these wonderful things that he's doing so thank you so much michael um and catch us on episode two guys you're very welcome thank you for listening to another episode of money talkers with me your host cody laughlin please come join the money talkers community Simply open up Facebook and search for the Money Talkers for parents who want successful children. Or if you're on Instagram, come follow us for weekly updates and quick successful mindset posts to impact your day. Our handle is at the Money Talkers. And remember, if you know somebody else out there that could benefit from this podcast, please, please make sure you share it to them so we can have the biggest impact and change our young people's financial future. Let them know that you're a Money Talker. 